Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast Imperfect. My name is Rebecca Nisko. And I'm Kara Bartek. Today, we are joined by Caitlin Witte, who's an actress and a singer and a performer, as well as a theater educator. It was so awesome to have Caitlin on the show. We've known Caitlin for a long time. We actually mm-hmm. went to high school with her, which was, it's great to reconnect with someone and um, who is so talented. Yes, yeah. And I love everything she had to say about theater and being an educator and creating space um for people to just express themselves and you know be comfortable and in this environment and it's just such a great conversation and it was really nice catching up with her and everyone just go check her out on youtube or go to her website which we'll link in our podcast notes because she is so talented and it's so talented mind-boggling to me yeah it's it's kind of crazy that we went to high school with her like i think yeah i know I'm like oh wow okay yeah <laughs> that, seriously. that did happen yeah so um well i hope you enjoy the episode I uh, I am based in Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut. Went to high school with you two lovely <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> um, I'm an actor and a teacher. Um, yeah, and a lifelong student. All of the things. Oh, you know? I love that. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. I love it when we have three educators in the room. <laughs> Good time. We're so Woo-hoo. fun. We're so fun and quirky. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Caitlin, thank you so, so much for being here. We're really excited to get to talk to you about acting and teaching and uh, the things that you've accomplished so far and what you're what you're currently working on. Um, there's just like so many things. Um, I think we like to really start at the beginning, pretty basic. <laughs> but how did you... Because ever since um, I remember, I mean, we, I obviously moved to, um, not obviously, but I moved to Connecticut in the fifth grade. And I feel like ever since then, you were just, you just stood out as being really talented in theater and being like the sort of theater kid. And I was wondering, (laughs) I mean, not to like put that (laughs) label on you, but that was, you know, um, and that's really where your passion lie or lay and still lies. And so I guess, when did that start for you? When were you first drawn to acting? I, um, so I always loved musicals. Like when I was really little, like two and three, I was watching like Wizard of Oz and My Fair Lady and The King and Mm -hmm. I, and like all of those movie musicals is what I really liked as opposed to like other things that Mm -hmm. other two and three year olds Mm -hmm. loved. And I really loved Judy Garland and (sighs) in The Wizard of Oz. And so I like my earliest, I guess it's not really a memory because it's like we have videos of it but I (laughs) (laughs) so that's where like my quote-unquote memory is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I memorized the movie of the Wizard of Oz and I like would only respond to being called Dorothy oh that's like I wouldn't (laughs) respond to like I was Dorothy like my mom was Aunt Em and my dad was Uncle Henry and like my mom (laughs) this went on for nine months (laughs) and my mom (laughs) is a social worker and she thought that like 
I needed help. Like she really thought that I believed that like I was Dorothy and she was like very concerned for me. <laughs> but I just like really, I just loved it. I just love theater. So mm -hmm. like, like my dad, a story he tells is when I was three and I was in my Dorothy costume, we were going to Stu Leonard's mm -hmm. on a Sunday and like mm -hmm. the parking lot was stews good old yeah. stews best froyo ever <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah but i guess it was like a sunday and the parking lot was really busy and mm -hmm. i decided that we were in the poppy fields oh. and like i was getting really sleepy and i like <laughs> fell asleep in the parking lot and my, oh my dad God. like wouldn't get up i guess until my dad like became glinda and like the snow came down and like oh you know God. you know so i've just always loved i guess been theatrical and had a really overactive imagination and oh, stuff like method that method acting method yes acting. <laughs> method yeah i didn't do my first like play until i was in fourth grade though oh wow okay so, cool, yeah. cool cool what was what was that first play do you remember it was trolls at crystal Theater. oh my god oh crystal theater <laughs> Yes, I was Gilbo the house troll. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, so for people that don't know, Crystal Theater is a local children's theater um, in in our area. And, and they do, it's like really for the community and for all the kids that are there. And they do double casting and do a lot to like excite kids about theater. But they write all of their own shows, which is amazing. So um, that's just like a little blurb. But that's awesome. That's really, really great. Amazing. Yeah. Ugh. So that's, I love that story. What a great story. I just, I'm just trying to picture like in the poppy fields of, you know, Stew Letters. Stu Letters. <laughs> yeah, the poppy fields of Stew Letters. Well, Stu Letters is kind of like the Disney the... world of grocery stores, you know? Like, it really is. Play. Yeah. Yes, they what have great it? songs, those mannequins. It's the same mannequins. <laughs> yes. When did you really start? I mean, I know you've been like theatrical since you were a kid, but what kind of, was there an experience that made you realize that you wanted to do this for life or was it kind of just always your dream from like the get-go? It's kind of, it's, I don't think I had like a moment, like it's never been a question. Like I didn't okay. really have a moment where I realized like, oh wow, I can, I can do this. It's always just kind of been like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm really lucky that I've had such a supportive family and mm -hmm. like and community and mm -hmm. and teachers and things like that so mm -hmm. um I just always knew that this was what I was gonna do mm -hmm. there yeah. was there's never been any other kind of like option yeah. or or dream or anything like that yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome yeah when I was in when I was in middle school I did my first like show that wasn't with a children's theater yeah I did, cool what was, was that it was parade at at the oh, wow. Ridgefield Theater Barn, which yeah, was cool. like so cool to be around adults yeah. who loved theater and like to play like my age and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. like from doing that, I was like, oh, this is so cool to like, <laughs> yeah, you know, be surrounded by adults who love it as much. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in our performers, that was that was cool. I always remember you were always so professional and so mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm mature even in high school yeah which, or in middle you know, school honestly <laughs> in middle school and you always like you know you just have this confidence about you and you did a lot of extra things you know as you did like the break the chain music video you were also it's is it the young artists oh yeah young arts yeah yeah young arts I mean so how did those experiences even when you were still like in your formative years as like a teenager how did those shape you as an artist today oh wow um, 
Well, I was 15. So when I was 15, I got to work with Eve Ensler and Debbie Allen and um, record this song called Break the Chain that was <laughs> the anthem for Eve's um, V-Day 1 Billion Rising, Rising Movement, which was basically they used this song and Debbie Allen choreographed this dance that was like a flash mob that they like posted on YouTube and taught all over the world so that on Valentine's Day, um, like women just like there were like thousands of groups of women came out and like danced to the song and it's all about like rising so cool. up and out of abuse and yeah, awesome. um, yeah. I was really I was you know I was 15 and um, like I knew what it was about but I didn't really like super deeply comprehend what it's about like it's been interesting getting older and kind mm -hmm. of looking back and looking at these videos and uh, just kind of seeing what it meant you know mm -hmm. and what it meant to me as a 15 year old to be around that and now what it means you know as a 23 year old woman to right. to look back and see that um yeah, like almost 10 years later for sure yeah. yeah um i guess like for me that is such a special thing because like i am in i got into the arts because i love to sing and i didn't yeah. really know why like why i knew i wanted to do this but now i'm realizing more and more that like we have so much power as artists to educate and to heal and i think that's mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why i've loved teaching and why i'm so grateful for this you know with there's been so much pain and loss and horrible things that happened this last year but on the mm -hmm. other hand it really because i wasn't able to perform it kind of like forced me into finding like it forced all of us yeah. into finding other things and so it's really helped illuminate that why yeah. teaching is so yeah. important. Yeah, like we really and have power to heal and things like that. Yeah, I love what you're, how you say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I'm really yeah. glad you brought up teaching because that was one of our other questions. Mm -hmm. And I've had the privilege of working with you um, at a, with a local children's theater company on a summer experience. But you've done so much with them. You've directed shows, mm -hmm. you know, edited videos together, and. Okay you know done miraculous things for this company can you talk a bit more about that and how um you know how you came across it how you found the experience because i think you were really just such a light for our community back at home and for these for these children who didn't have any sort of way of expressing themselves yeah. <laughs> through well, theater <laughs> well yeah. thank you i um let's see i started teaching uh, I think three years ago, I auditioned for Summerstock Theater and like didn't book anything. So I came home and um, I connected with Mary Jo Duffy mm -hmm. and who's she's like a she's a theater educator in our, mm -hmm. in our town. And and she had asked me to come and direct Frog and Toad Kids for like these <laughs> five and six year olds. And I was like, so uh, OK, cool. Like a way to stay, you know, connected in theater. And I just I just fell in love with it. Oh. And so then came home from the with the pandemic and like didn't you know, was really down and like, didn't know what I was doing and was watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy and, um, I saw that they were doing this children's theater was doing programs over the summer. So I just wrote them and was like, Hey, uh, you know, if you need anybody, I'd love to like hop on zoom with the kids. And I kind of, at that point was still seeing myself as like an intern or something like, Oh, I'll just like mm -hmm. come on and just like talk to the kids and stuff. Um, 
but they called and were like hey so their production of matilda was canceled the day before it was supposed to open so these poor kids and she was like would you um she knew i kind of have done a little bit of video editing i.e like i just played on iMovie a lot when i was when i was young (laughs) (laughs) that's all it takes that's all it takes (laughs) so she called and she was like could you would you video edit and direct a full virtual version of matilda for us oh my goodness oh my gosh and i was like at the time i was like oh my god yes <laughs> like no problem like please give me something to do oh my god so then like that turned into out you know i purchased final cut pro and like mm-hmm, that just mm-hmm. turned into hours of learning how to video edit, and audio yeah. edit and and stuff like that and um but more importantly it gave me a lot of individual time with these kids over zoom Mm -hmm. and i started to like really get to know them Mm -hmm. and it um that's what was so special to Mm me was Mm -hmm. like you know some not having like a one-on-one with a kid and it's like you can see that you know they're not having a great day so it's like okay cool how can i hold space for you you know like that's my job that's why i mean theater education going to college for the arts is um so valuable whether you end up pursuing it or not because I think like an artist is someone who can just who sees and who knows how to listen and who knows how to hold space so that's how I feel as an educator and moving through this year especially with the pandemic like Mm -hmm. I wanted like I definitely I you know wanted to teach them as much as I could about theater and like the basics of acting and give them as many like really tangible tools as I could but like much more importantly I my goal was to just create a really safe space where they felt it was okay to just come as they are Mm -hmm. and um just be and share and Mm -hmm. like connect with each other because I was teaching them over zoom like kind of through the summer and into the fall and like my brother had been playing soccer since you know whatever july (laughs) without masks you know and i'm on zoom with you know a group of 10 kids trying to teach them unruly heart from the prom and i'm like (laughs) playing it and then they're singing back to me on mute like what i don't know know. and i'm like did you get it you know and they don't respond so i like don't know what i'm doing and they just i had one day some there was like a real there was a tragedy in our town with uh, with a student who yeah. was in the theater right. community yeah. Yeah. and um that a lot of these kids there a lot of their like older siblings were yeah personally affected by and, and yeah. i was teaching them later that day and i got on zoom and i was sitting and i was teaching you know whatever song i was teaching and i was like they're all in these individual boxes like they look just so just sad and Mm -hmm. like like it's just wrong like it just was scary because yeah Yeah. I mean everybody needs safe spaces and everyone needs things but I think a lot of kids who gravitate towards theater Mm -hmm. tend to be kids who are quote-unquote different especially Mm -hmm. growing up in a town like Wilton you know yeah Mm -hmm. like really need these spaces and especially in the middle of a pandemic yeah you know like what so that's when I reached out to Wilton Children's Theater and was like hey how can we I just pitched them an idea and a play I pitched Little Women like because they still couldn't they still couldn't sing Mm -hmm. sing until the summer right they weren't singing in school but you know I pitched Little Women and kind of like how I would do it how many kids I think we could have you know where I think we would do it and just kind of really pushed like I think this is really important yeah 
these students because it's scared. Like we're losing kids and yeah. this yeah. is, you know, this is just something that they need. So that's, that's how that kind of really started for me. And that's why my main focus was, you know, how can I hold space for these kids and mm -hmm, how, right. you know, like, and that's how I feel as a theater educator when it comes to these younger kids. And um, of course, identifying the kids who really like, who are like me and like really want to learn about like, the craft and, and, you know, and like pushing those kids in that way. But like, as a whole, just at the end of the day, like, I don't care about how the project necessarily comes out. Like, right, right, as, right. As much as they care, like I'm, I'm going to make them look good and I'm, but of course. Like, how can I make it right? You know, like, yeah. I'm not going to let them be bad, but like, I, how do I, how do I push them to make a product that they're proud of? Right, 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 right. And then how do I create a space that they come to every week where like they can just be and right, feel right. good about themselves? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. No, it's yeah. really important. And it, it, I, it's just such a, I think a lot of people take for granted what people have gone through trying to teach kids through zoom or google classroom or whatever it's just it's just the no response and they might want to respond but it's such a awkward place because it's not a classroom and there's no you don't you know you don't feed off the other people that are around you so you don't know if it's okay to res like respond again or are you the only one that really does know the answer or anything like that mm -hmm. like there's so many classroom cues that you miss or in a group setting for for theater there's you know, I mean, learning a song in like the, you know, in, in the choir room of whatever school in, in a group setting is so vital to then bring the to the stage, but then to do everything on Zoom. I mean, you can't like hear what your it's, friend is sitting next to. It is to. Yeah. so, it is such a unique experience. Yeah. Like <laughs> to see all their mouths moving and you know, they're singing on mute. And then, but yes. you, you don't know if they're grasping it and, and you're like, does anyone want to give it a try? You know, and, and they're all just sitting there like, uh, <laughs> yes, Which I totally get, I totally get, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I would have been the silent kid too. It's yeah. so difficult. It's so difficult. And, um, it's scary. Yeah. I, I struggled this year and still like, if I'm in a big zoom, you know, with people mm -hmm. and there's someone teaching that I, you know yeah to unmute myself to ask a question like <laughs> so terrifying it is it's yeah. like so yeah it is. it's so isolating it's very vulnerable yeah and not yeah. everyone wants to turn on their camera and then you're like sitting there you're like great i'm the idiot with the camera on you know <laughs> like <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly i'm oh, just gosh. so it's awesome what you what you the work that you've done and sort of yeah how you used what this pandemic took away from us almost and gave so much back and, and, and reinvented yep. it kind of into a way where you are still, I'm sure working on your skills, but you're also getting these new skills, which is just like, so, I mean, to take that away. And, and, and I think what's about the arts, which is specific to the arts is that a lot of us will go through periods of our life where we're doing a lot and then not doing a lot and then yeah. doing a lot and then not doing a lot. And, and this is maybe like the best try trial run in the worst possible way for all of us that are so young who are starting out to deal with this no not a lot of work part um yeah. i think that that's excellent it's yeah. and i love how thank you for sharing your experience i think that that's really valuable to hear too you know yeah um of course to and, like and find 
to like find ourselves or at least for me like to find myself and my value outside of my work you're right, and to right. Like really view my work as like my work right you know? right yeah, right like, I love theater and I love to perform and like that's what I do the best work when I allow myself to enjoy it mm-hmm, which has been mm-hmm. another great lesson over this yeah. year of like oh cool if I just let myself enjoy it I'm you know it's right, what right I want it to right, be right um but not but trying as much as I can to not put my self-worth and my value there it's like who yeah. am I who am I and yeah, then yeah, like yeah. that influences the work that I do yeah yeah you know? yeah 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 I feel like I always quote Billie Eilish and I don't mean to, but <laughs> um, um, she, she talked about how in she, after this pandemic, when performances happen again, she never wants to take a performance for granted again. She never wants to walk off a stage and say that could have, you know, that was a fine show. Yeah. Cause the people who come there, they're all looking, you know, for, they're like, Oh my God, I spent all this money, like hundreds of dollars to see my favorite artist. And then the artist walks off stage and this is not to shame her. This is just like a generalization. Yeah. Um, you know, they walk off and, and I get that, you know, I, I haven't always performed on set where I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, that was not my best day being a producer or that's not my best day being a assistant director. And it's like, it doesn't have to always be your best day, but kind of taking that space to like mentally, like you said, like, who am I? And then how can I bring this to my work? It's like, that's really, I like how you said that. Yeah. 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 But we should talk more about your work. Yes, <laughs> about your artistic work. <laughs> I think um, for anyone who hasn't heard Caitlin sing, should go and head over yeah. to her YouTube channel or her absolutely. Instagram because absolutely. this girl has some pipes. I mean, <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, yeah, but seriously, um, go check out her YouTube channel <laughs> or something. Um, Where are you now? What are kind of like the main sort of like benchmarks of how you got here um oh yeah yeah it's like like maybe so you did a little bit of you did professional work obviously in high school and throughout high school as well as the communal you know community work in in our shows and stuff but what you went to a acting conservatory correct yeah I did I went to Webster Conservatory in St. Louis Missouri never thought I'd end up in St. Louis but (laughs) I was where I it's where I was meant to be it's a cool place it's a cool spot definitely yeah 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 yeah, so so talk a little bit about that, and then how did and, and now you're you're two years out of college, right? So, what has what has those two years kind of looked like? What was it leading up to that graduation and kind of navigating outside of that? Yeah. Um, okay, so um, the conservatory that I went to was definitely I majored in musical theater, but it was really an acting conservatory. Like mm-hmm. all of my classes were with the acting majors. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up graduating you know how it is through arts program you lose people throughout Mm -hmm. you know the year because people end up doing different things or booking work or whatever and so I ended up graduating and I was one of two there was one other female musical theater major oh wow it was just the two of us and our whole class acting musical theater and directing we had 14 of us wow it was was a very small group but yeah um, which I was so so fortunate I one of the reasons that I picked the school was because the faculty it was really like a family Mm -hmm. and it was really like just person driven and um, that's awesome process you know yeah, a lot yeah. of different kinds of schools and some of them like you graduate you know like Baldwin Wallace is an incredible school and like those you look at those kids and they totally graduate like in a package like ready mm-hmm. to like be almost like served to the industry <laughs> in a way which is right. amazing and so cool but not really what I wanted and mm-hmm. so this school is very just I mean all four years even going into our showcase was just 
process. And um, so like the, my freshman year was really about um, becoming emotionally and physically aware of myself Mm -hmm. as a person. Like, so in my movement class, three days a week, we would jump rope and we would do what abs and buns. (laughs) So we would jump rope for 16 minutes and then do this like abs kind of workout. But it was, you know, there's no clock, there's no music. And um, the whole thing is you're becoming really aware. So it's like, okay, I'm jump roping and like, oh, I have a lot of tension in my shoulders. I'm going to release that. And when I release that, it's moving into my jaw. And I, when it's in my jaw, it feels like this. And now my arms like just, and the final was to do 45 minutes of jump roping, like without, and just like being really present. And after every class, the homework was to go home and just write, like type, it would be like, you know, four pages of just that, (laughs) like (laughs) awareness, you know, my mind started to wander. This is how I brought it back. And my, you know, just kind of going through and And then in the acting classes, it was a lot of emotional awareness and just kind of identifying like, what are my things that I do to like protect myself emotionally? Right, right, (laughs) right. Identifying them and then kind of trying to get them where I can release them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so through that, that was a lot of personal work as well. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because it's like, oh, and you know, little things of like, oh, when I'm singing, I, I like have like in the beginning I like had a lot of tension I had to release like in my forehead but like Mm -hmm. we store emotional tension in our bodies so as I was going through the process of releasing that I was also releasing a lot of like emotional things and um I was extremely fortunate to be in a place where the teachers were created a very safe space Mm -hmm. for that because Mm -hmm. I think there there are a lot of theater education educators and a lot of places that will do this kind of work with especially like young actors who don't really know and but it um it's not as safe so it can be a little bit more yeah. like truly like traumatic or yeah, of a lot of traumatic things yeah. and you know so I was really lucky to be in a place that um knew how to handle that kind of work yeah um so my freshman year at, that led me to be very aware of my body and like a very <laughs> way of like every, it was like oh god I'm sitting my spine is not straight but and so then the sophomore year was a lot of uh letting that go yeah and, yeah <laughs> uh, technique mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like just very black and white so that's when I started to learn and realize that like acting and singing and like performing it's not something that's magical mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I was in high school a lot it'd be like oh I had that that was so great like I I was like on fire or yeah like, yeah that like really sucked like why can't I sing today or like I can't get present like I'm mm-hmm. not like emotion like last rehearsal like I was doing the scene and I you know was like cried at the end of it but today like I can't and I don't know why so in school like basically the most valuable thing was learning like oh it's a craft you know just Mm -hmm. like painting or anything Mm -hmm. else you know so learning how to um become or how yeah how to become more consistent yeah yeah sure and and how to continue as I keep growing as a person you know to keep my work really consistent because I mean and that's kind of the big word for me as a performer is consistency consistency and in like my training and you know and when I'm working on my voice you know I I really if if I take five minutes to to warm up in the morning like my voice is so much stronger and you know to do all that kind of stuff so I'm consistent with it yeah I think there's um, a big misconception when it comes especially to singing and 
or acting that mm-hmm. so much of it is talent and you're able to wake up one day and you're just able to like mm-hmm. belt whatever the heck you want you know it's so much more than that there's so much to the craft and so much to working at it and it's it's mm-hmm. constant you know you never like you said you're a lifelong student mm-hmm. lifelong learner you never stop learning about these things mm-hmm. and I think that can go for any any sort of craft that you do yeah. but yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, it's so much more than, than I think what people think sometimes yeah that's why it's frustrating to hear you know kids you know you hear those kids have will have people tell them like oh you know you're not a great singer or like oh you're Mm -hmm. not you know you should go somewhere else you should do and it's like especially after and I've started I'm taking a lot of classes in vocal pedagogy I want to start the teaching voice and things and it's like yeah some people are born with more you know like I was very lucky that I was born you know and could hear pitch and like had for whatever reason mm-hmm, have an understanding mm-hmm. of like my voice and mm-hmm, like that's how mm-hmm. I've always expressed myself but you can learn how to sing just like you can learn how to play the clarinet just like yep. you can learn how to paint and like yep. you know and then at a certain point like everyone has to put in the same amount of work right yeah, you know no matter yep. how you know you kind of get to this place where you're when you're a professional like you know, and it's like you listen to Bernadette Peters and yeah. like, you know, she doesn't I mean to me like I she's incredible. Right. But she doesn't have the you know, I don't listen to her in the same way that I listen to like Stephanie J. Block. Right, or right. Jessica right. Vosk or Shoshana Bean. Ugh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. She's an actor and yeah. she brings herself. So like I don't care how she sounds because she's giving me her heart right you know what I mean so like to that teacher who tells this kid who loves theater and is just so in it you know like oh don't do it because you can't sing like what like they have an experience to share that is different than anyone else in the whole entire world yeah for sure you know if they you know like they can learn if they want to how to express themselves in a way that's preach what it, it. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely like, so absolutely. it just yeah you can learn you can learn just like you, you can learn anything yep absolutely and it's it's it, I I love how you keep hitting on this that about teachers and how like having a good you know theater educator or just person in your life who who believes in you is so important because yeah. especially in in the entertainment industry there can be so many when we're students, so many like toxic situations mm-hmm. when yeah, it comes to like, how, yeah, when it comes to how we're learning, you know, how we learn. And um, it is so important to find good teachers and good mentors and people who you can yeah. trust because it's th- the whole difference in the world, you know, it makes it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. anyone can do it. Anyone, anyone can do it if you put in the work and you have the passion, you know? Yeah. Do all you? that intuition don't listen yes don't listen to the haters no yes no, no. People, <laughs> also especially like online I feel like hate is so magnified um and it grows out of proportion I talk about this a lot with a with a close friend of mine where the, the vocal the people who are vocal online are a minority but they feel like a majority because of mm-hmm. um passive interactions on online or whatever and and but this might be even kind of like a, a segue, <laughs> I guess. Um, how do you, I would be curious to, to know, like, how does, how do you feel about social media? Is that anything that you consider? Do, do you, do you use it often? What What's kind of like your relationship towards it? Maybe professionally versus like, you know, you don't have to go into like your personal, like online life, but kind of like, 
what is kind of like the bridge? Is there a bridge? Is there a difference? How do you navigate that? Yeah. So um, when I was in college, I started doing pushing myself to do like live streams on Facebook because it really <laughs> yes. scared me. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was in that like, you know, college place of like, what are the things that scare me? And now I have to do them all. <laughs> so I'd be like in my apartment and like all of a sudden get like the impulse to like sing. And then I'll be like, I should go live. Oh, that's terrifying. Now I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love that. So that so that that kind of started me like posting myself online and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it began from a place of this really scares me mm-hmm. um, and I care way too much what people's response is. So now mm. I'm going to push myself to do it and get over myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moved into and from there it moved into like family pretty much responding to what I was posting and and some other and, and other people and it being like like my great aunt being like, thank you for po- like this made my day. So then I mm-hmm. like took from that I took like the pressure off of myself and was like okay like I have a gift and I have things to give and this really like I what I post can make people's day or can you know add some some brightness to the hours that people are scrolling so then that turned into that but then through the pandemic with kind of not being able to um audition and you know perform and do my job (laughs) um I started posting a little bit more and through that I've gotten a few jobs and like connected to people through that yeah um, great through sharing my work online so now I'm definitely posting more um like quote-unquote professionally I guess just Mm -hmm, because like mm -hmm. people do see it yeah and it, it it can be a great way to connect with other artists who are you know either are have like a similar heart that that I do I feel like Mm -hmm, that's what I'm always mm -hmm. looking for like people that I want to work with you know Mm -hmm. or you know people who are writing stuff you know and then okay how can I have myself just like really clearly presented on here you know like so I can you know record a song for you or come read your play or you know Mm -hmm. to film with you for a day or something so yeah yeah Yeah. that's we have a a project coming up that is still in the works but (laughs) it it will be very much uh it's very exciting and it will happen (laughs) I'm very excited to work on Caitlin with that but I'm so glad Kara brought up social media because you are also really open on social media about your highs and your lows. And it's so easy for us to scroll on Instagram or Facebook and see, oh my gosh, this person is doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm never going to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, like, it, you know, it, it gets, you get in your head, but you are so open also about <laughs> the lows yeah. to repeat myself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what, what is it, what is it like being vulnerable like that on social media? Um, and have you had any sort of like feedback from that, I guess, or mm-hmm. You know, has like anyone come out and say they connected with that? Because mm-hmm. I personally have. <laughs> I'll come yeah. out and say. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's an awesome question. Um, so especially I've always I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life, you know, and when I went to college and being in a acting conservatory where we were working on the stuff that we were working on and, you know, being in my early 20s and whatever, it was really um, magnified. Mm-hmm. And I as I was kind of healing I started sharing a little bit bits and pieces on um, social media like when I started taking medication I shared a bit about that because I was really afraid of it for a while I think that's a common theme for people with anxiety Mm -hmm. to be anxious about starting to take medication (laughs) (laughs) but But it really but for me that was something that allowed me to start getting better 
you know, mm-hmm. it definitely, you know, it's not like a magic pill that makes everything go away, but it like no, allowed no. me to start getting better. And so I, I think it, that ties back into like what I feel my responsibility is as an artist is mm-hmm. to just, you know, what can I share of my, that's truthful to my experience that might help other people, you know, feel less alone and yeah. feel and know yeah. that like, uh, because we all, everyone has their own experience yeah but I think in some ways we all have a very similar experience of life but we have different ways of interpreting it or different ways of expressing it and it's really helpful like I know I've been helped I was helped when I was in like you know not a great place going online and reading somebody sharing something so I was like okay cool how can I share and I yeah and and it was um you know it has been really amazing to get responses from people um, you know, yeah. private messages or phone calls or like opened yeah. up conversations with people that I didn't, you know, that I didn't know or that I had been in high school with right. forever, you know, that were like, oh, hey, like we, you know, never really talked, but like I'm dealing with this too and just kind of going back mm-hmm. and forth, you know, there's a lot of power now, especially after this year, we know there's so much power in community and, and yeah. community together. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. I love what you said because it reminds me of this moment I had in college where my thesis advisor, um, I was really anxious about my thesis, whatever, and he was talking to me and he said, you know, you might think your story is really small, but that's where it is universal. And that's exactly what you're touching on, you know? It's like we all have these unique individual experiences, but in a way we're, we are all the same. It's like that conundrum, but it's also so true. It's this. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess it's life. <laughs> but yeah, I like life. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, what you said is so powerful. Yeah. But- well, I would like to know how did you navigate? I know you graduated in 2019, correct? From, yes. From conservatory. So, what was, I know, gosh, what is it? Eight months later, the pandemic came along. Mm-hmm. But what was that post graduation like figuring that out? You were abroad, weren't you? If I'm remembering correctly yes I was I was very fortunate um when I graduated that I had work lined up so I went to LA with my class we did our LA showcase and then I flew from LA to Slovakia and I lived in I know (laughs) so random like what (laughs) so like life just happens you don't know we don't know anything so I went to Slovakia to do it to shoot a film so I was in this in the Slovak in the first Slovak English film and I lived over there for two months and um I mean, that was amazing. And I'm actually still, because of the pandemic and everything, it's gotten pushed. They're still in post-production. Yeah. And yeah, I'm right now recording, like, I'm recording voiceovers for them oh, and help. Fun. And it's cool. I've gotten to help them write and things like that because they, quote, unquote, don't know how American teenagers, like, really express themselves <laughs> because, you know, they're a bunch of Slovak <laughs> men. So right. oh, I really yes, appreciate right. that. Yeah. <laughs> that they're open to my input. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I went right. So I went over there and was there for a little bit over two months. And then I came back and I met, and I had a weekend and I like and then I flew over to Nebraska and I got to do Newsies, which was oh, so cool. We got fun. to do Catherine and Newsies over oh, there. Amazing. For, yeah. So I was there for two months and then I uh, came back again for a little under a week. And then I went back out to Missouri to the <laughs> theater that I'm going to. I'm, I leave on Wednesday. It's oh. one of my favorite. Oh, places. how exciting. It's, I just love it. And it's this amazing theater, but I got to do the show called The Swing Time Canteen, which was, um, and I got to do it with two, the woman who was directing it and one of the other women in the cast were in this, the original company of the show. Oh, and it's just amazing. Five women and they all sing, um, 
it's all 1940s music and it was like our band they all played instruments like crazy and i got to play one song on the drum kit and i got to do like a horrible trumpet solo that was like purposely horrible (laughs) oh right yeah (laughs) like the whole band so it was just like female power and everyone yes over the age of 35 i think and then Mm -hmm. there was me yeah (laughs) you're an old soul though you count you go you know yeah shove right in it was it was was amazing so then i did that and then i came home and then uh, i was home for i think like a month at that point and then i went up to illinois and i did elf oh fun <laughs> amazing so fun. my favorite i got to be in the dance ensemble which was super different for me and challenging yeah. and yeah so much respect like ensemble members have i think the hardest job in all of all performers in theater because it it, it was very it was very challenging i think um, i was listening to um um jamila jamil's podcast and like her first um episodes with bernie um oh what's her last name oh my goodness uh she plays the best friend in lady bird um bernie bernie oh Oh, i can't remember but she's talking about like the costumes you have to wear in an ensemble and like you're dancing like crazy and it's just like yeah mad respect anyway sorry so then i did that and then i came home and then i uh moved to new york I made the move, baby. <laughs> I, uh... Yes. <laughs> I actually moved I actually moved to Weehawken, Jersey, and I mm-hmm. so I could have my car and it was a little bit less expensive. And yeah, I moved sure. in with like these two people who are amazing and I love them. Um but then I lived I think I was there for a little bit over a month and I was um I got I was personal assisting Ellen Lettrick, who oh. I <laughs> love yeah. and who she's a vocal coach and she's worked on um she worked on like matilda and hand to god as the vocal as the vocal coach on there and she's also an educator and like she started um tfca which is the fund for college auditions which Mm -hmm. is this amazing um organization that supports and raises money and and will support and guide i think about like seven seven or eight kids every year through the college audition process which is stupid expensive and um you know you vigorous insane yeah I remember both of you just in uh, in high school just that last year it's just like so at least for film school you just have to like write something and if you wrote if you shot a movie like the summer before you know or in that Uh you know but it's nothing like going to auditions and it's just wild the thing about I mean this is totally a different oh go for it and they'll come back but it's what's what's frustrating about it is like you do have to be very privileged to especially for for like theater for like musical theater because you have to first of all know how to learn how to find a monologue and a song and how to find these you have to have had access to all of you know the education to know what that is and to find it and then you know and then the acceptance rates are so small so a lot of Mm -hmm. people will apply to you know 10 plus schools which every application to a school is like 75 dollars or more and then you have to travel to the school or to unify like it's just so much money so ellen um started this thing that helps people who you know which is amazing the majority of people i think don't really have disposable income to put towards that so that's amazing the fun for college auditions total side note so i got to work i was working with her and then i booked um the summer uh season that i'm actually about to go do now (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i booked that and i um was that was in like a few months and so i actually hooked up with 
Mary Jo Duffy, who mm-hmm. is the mentor that got me into teaching. And I was like, I want to do something. I want to do perform. I want to do some sort of like a benefit concert with, you know, I want to get some people t- together and like create something because I want to mm-hmm. perform and I want to do something. So we got together a few different uh, two other women musical theater women that she knew and we created this whole benefit concert that we were going to do for circle of care which is uh mm-hmm. an awesome organization in um in connecticut and it was the day before we were gonna do this benefit concert and that's when everything kind of shut down <sighs> and um yeah i came i was coming home my mom's high risk and i you know had mm-hmm. been hearing about you know the mm-hmm. pandemic and like everyone was in that place of like do I need to be really concerned? Like, yeah. and because my mom is is high risk, I was came home a day early mm-hmm. and sets because I was like, I don't want to be on the subway and then come home. And so, but for whatever reason, I like packed a suitcase, which I never do because I'm like 45 minutes away from, from my house and mm-hmm. I was coming home all the time. But I like packed this small suitcase and put like my computer charger and like all these random things that I wouldn't normally bring home, which I'm so grateful that I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I just stayed and I had yeah. all my stuff. I was subletting. My roommates were amazing. We were supposed to be moving to Washington Heights. They like just threw all my stuff in garbage wow. bags because it was just clothes and yeah. Yeah. moved it all over there. And we never moved into that apartment, obviously. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. that's kind of, that was my, that was my like year and a half out of school. Yeah. And then, and then you did the wow. teaching over Zoom and all this other stuff when now, and now you're returning to Missouri. That's so yes. cool. No. That's so cool. How Finally, are you feeling? Like, how are you, do you feel like the industry, I mean, obviously the industry is, you know, making its way back. It feels like it's way back. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like an aggressive. Do you feel like it's changed? How do you feel like it's changed? Do you yeah. think people are approaching, you know, theater in a different way now? Oh yeah. Well, I think that there has been, I mean, obviously over the pandemic, there was a really, um, there have been amazing social movements and Mm -hmm. a lot of push and awareness of like where representation has really been lacking. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really exposed kind of different theaters and different people of like, what are your intentions? What do you care about? And also how important it is to have representation of all kinds of people in film and on on stage and um like one of the I was talking to the artistic director of the theater I'm about to go to and he was and we were kind of we were talking about this and and he said like when they did Cinderella they had this an Asian woman play Cinderella Mm -hmm. um and it was so powerful to see you know these you know little you know the little girls come all dressed in in dresses and stuff but when there was, you know, a, a, a child who, you know, looked like Cind- the Cinderella that they had, like how much it meant to that child yeah. to see someone who looks yeah. like them, like just how, mm-hmm. so yeah. I think that's, I mean, we're still deep in the midst of this. No, yeah, we're nowhere near, you know, so any, I think that's, right. yeah, I think that's like a major way that things have began to shift mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, I know a lot of people who have left, like one of my very best friends who like booked the Muni right out of school, like was, mm, wow, was yeah. great, like was, su- was super successful. He um, is going to law school now and like oh, wow. joined AmeriCorps and like was like, yeah, because <laughs> wow. he always identified himself with musical theater, but he realized like, oh, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have to do this. Like yeah. he always kind of thought there was no other option and yeah so I think a lot of people have left I had the opposite experience I was like I 
need like yes this <laughs> yeah. is what i do this yeah, is who i am yeah, like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I got to do a show in April. I was very lucky to be able to go out to Nebraska and safely do um a show. Oh, so this awesome. is this will be my second my second uh performing gig. Yeah. With the pandemic, so um, when let us know when that's happening, and we'll post on it about you know where people can find yeah. tickets or information on it for on yeah awesome. and and anything else in the future like the film that you talked about or anything like that because now that you've been on our show like a big thing for Rebecca and I is to keep people informed on the artists that we've interviewed and like what they're yeah. up to. Aww. So like, that's what we want to, yeah. Encourage. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, Caitlin, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I mean, Rebecca and I are so stoked and we just love that we get to reconnect in a way with people who we went to high school with. Like, like that's really special too. Um, yeah. yeah. So could you just sign off by saying your name again? Um, and where we can find you on all things social. Yes. Sure. So thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'm Caitlin Witty. My Instagram is Caitlin underscore Witty. And my website is CaitlinWitty.com. Um, you can find me on YouTube by just searching my name. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Well, that was awesome. Caitlin, thank you so much for being on the show once again. Um, if you are in Missouri, definitely go check out Caitlin's show. We'll have that listed below. And everyone should go check out Caitlin on social media. Her Instagram is at Caitlin underscore witty and her website is CaitlinWitty.com. Um, just, just go do it. Like you will not regret it. <laughs> She's amazing. And um, yeah. yeah, if you are interested in becoming a featured artist on our show, please send us an email at thepodcastimperfect at gmail.com or send us a DM over at our Instagram at thepodcastimperfect. And you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Niska Music. And you can follow me at Quiet Open Space, all one word. Yeah, thank you so much. And we hope that you have a great day. Have a great day.